Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Nashville, it's time for Nashville Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Nashville Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and uh, we've got a great guest today. Courtney Shand is with us, and she's with CS Nutrition. She's the founder and and uh, owner of CS Nutrition. Courtney, welcome. Hi, John. So, so happy to be here. Yeah, delighted to have you. Uh, tell us a little bit about you and how you're serving folks. What are you doing over there at CS Nutrition? Yeah, Thanks for asking. Sure. Um, I call myself a nourritionist. It's kind of a fun play on words. Um, essentially, what I like to do, I'm trained as a registered dietitian, but I notice that there's kind of a bigger picture at play. So I really help women with um, kind of healing the relationship that they have with their body, with the scale, with food, so that they have a full, healthy, um, dynamic relationship with um, the things that nourish them so that they can show up in a bigger way in their life and the things that they're passionate about instead of focusing so much time and energy on um, maintaining their weight and their diet. That's great work. I'm curious about how you got interested in this area and kind of what your journey was uh, uh, in, in uh, getting into this business. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, I was trained as a registered dietitian. So um, I got my master's in nutrition and I started doing some wellness coaching, um, which kind of was interesting because what I was taught is that there's a kind of prescriptive way of eating. And that's kind of the model that most people buy into is that there's this you know, correct way of eating and you just need to fit into it for you to get the results that you wanted. And what I learned very quickly is that there was this um, other piece of the puzzle that people, you know, know a lot of things of what they need to do and yet applying it can be very different. So in theory, practice and theory are the same thing and in mm -hmm. practice they're not. <laughs> um, and so I was also trained as a relationship coach. It kind of led me into different training, um, which got me involved in more of a trauma perspective. Um, I became a relationship coach as well, which is something that I'm really passionate about. Um, and I started to put the two together. A lot of the tools were very similar in helping people apply what they know mentally to their practice of eating. Uh, I started to notice that there was kind of a weird dynamic when it comes to women, especially the ones that have dieted a lot or have you know a long history of dieting. Um, that it was kind of like women who get stuck in the dating phase. Uh, and so I started to see this parallel and kind of mirror the two using the same um, tools and practices in um, helping people kind of apply the knowledge to their diet. Uh, and that's kind of what started the whole process for me. So helping women feel more um, secure in themselves and kind of get the results that they're actually wanting that maybe they haven't been able to achieve just with a prescriptive type diet. Yeah. I'm fascinated by your background and what you describe because, and, and this is a question uh, I'm curious about your, um, education as a, your master's degree in nutrition. I can imagine how that's, that might be, a little maybe left-brained, if you will, a little more science-oriented, uh, maybe not quite as people-oriented 
and you really brought that in later, it sounds like. Yes, it was something that I, even myself, was able to conceptually understand, um, you know, the healthy principles of nutrition and, um, like you said, very left-brained, very uh, black or white and very binary. Mm -hmm. And yet, when I was talking with thousands of people, it was not not as easy to translate for them into the day-to-day thing. So my, my goal is to help people feel more um, like they can do it. It's very empowering. Um, my approach is obviously hopefully to empower people to take on their own health and well-being journey and kind of integrate that for themselves uh, using the knowledge that I've acquired and the knowledge and experience that they've been acquiring their whole life too. Now, you uh, are a relationship coach is what's what what relationship are you coaching here are you <laughs> because i think people hear that and they think relationship with people but it goes a little bit deeper for you yeah yeah so the relationship coaching that i do is interpersonal it's more in the dating realm i do work in um with more masculine and feminine type um uh, continuum mm-hmm. and so knowing um the way to create healthy connection with someone of the opposite sex or someone that you're dating, um, it actually very much mirrors, um, the way that we show up to a lot of things because we're relational beings (laughs) by nature. Mm -hmm. And so when we're not able to either use those skills or we don't have those skills, um, to create healthy connections interpersonally, a lot of times other things can get plugged into that spot, um, to meet those needs. And I find that a lot of times, Uh, We actually have our own kind of microcosm of relationships with different things. Um, And that sounds kind of weird for people to think about their relationship with food, but it is kind of an internal shift that has to happen so that we can apply it to the external behaviors that we're wanting to kind of leverage for our our benefit. Now, speaking of relationship with food, uh, that's really you specialize in helping folks create a healthy relationship with food. Why don't you define what that is? I mean, what, what is a healthy relationship with food? Yeah. Great question too. Um, because this is something that's kind of difficult for people to, um, grasp. It's a little bit more abstract. And so, um, I can start with, um, what a non-healthy relationship with food is so that that can kind of help people identify. I read a book, um, that a friend of mine recommended. It was uh, by Alan Carr. And there was a quote in there that I just loved because he was saying that um, people, especially that have like an emotional eater uh, type um, self diagnosis, um, if you will, that they, they actually think about food all day, except when they're eating. The only time they're not thinking about food is when they're eating. So it becomes this kind of like uh, all encompassing thing, except when we're doing it, we kind of just blank out. Um, and so what, what I find to be a healthy relationship with food, it can be, um, really how you show up to it. It's not necessarily what the food is. You can have a really unhealthy dynamic with kale salad, or you can have a really healthy, um, way of being with chocolate cake. Um, and usually what, what that ends up being is being able to slow down and be present enough to actually enjoy the experience and to assimilate the information that you're getting back, um, not only from the experience itself, but how your body responds to it uh, and using that information to kind of move you forward. It sort of sets guidelines 
in place to keep you kind of growing and moving forward, as opposed to um, it being kind of like a, a, you know, a pile of clothes. I'll use that analogy later. Um, But people will try on different, different diets and take them off, um, you know, and they never actually use it to decide what they need. Um, And so that's really more of the healthy relationship piece is using these experiences to um, kind of increase your awareness around what fuels you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it, it does. You know, um, I, it's, I'm just curious how you get folks to change that way of thinking, right? I mean, because that's there, I don't know whether that's a habit, a mindset, how you define that. But when you're talking about changing someone's mindset, that's kind of wrapped around food, as you say, all day long. Um, how do you get that in the right lane that it should be in? Yeah. So what, what it actually comes down to, and this is where it really does mirror the relationship piece of things. Mm -hmm. Um, there's kind of that inner awareness piece. So we, we spend a lot of time in our heads and we don't spend a lot of time actually, like I said, integrating the information that we're getting from, Um, our body and from our own experiences and the stories that we tell. So it's actually kind of a shift of um, there's some inner shifts that have to happen to allow you to use all the information again, to kind of move you forward. Um, And the, the integration piece is the the part of it that I find most challenging for people. Um, I want to make sure I'm answering your question. So redirect me if I'm, if I'm missing this, but um, when when we're shifting the in the internal kind of structure that they have with food, there's some tools that I use that help them slow down and really get clarity around what's happening in internally so that they can use that information. A lot of times they'll just show up repeatedly to the same experience and not actually be aware enough of what's happening on the inside to um, again, kind of use that to move them forward. Did that answer your question? Yeah. And I think what I hear you saying uh, is there's a, 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 some mindfulness, some awareness, some, some, I guess, presence you need to bring to why your behavior around food is what it is. Is that, does yeah, that exactly. make sense? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so how, how do we stop, think, uh, and, and, become aware? How do we do that? Yeah. So this is where it's really, um, I use a lot of the same principles that I would use in dating. Um, some really simple tools of just, um, slowing down and being present, for example, just touching the table and kind of noticing what that feels like for you. Um, sitting down at the dinner table and slowing down enough to take a few deep breaths and check in with yourself, uh, mentally and emotionally and physically, a lot of times we just are eating a bar in the car, we're eating on the run, we're making a, you know, a shake to um, kind of fit into our really fast paced life. And there's actually a lot of data that we can get from sitting down and um, being aware of how we're showing up same way that a woman would show up to um, a date. There's some, some data that we need to be collecting on that uh, in that experience both about ourselves, how we show up and also about the other um, entity that is um, kind of creating that, that dynamic. And so that can be the same with food. A lot of times my clients have 
um, some either some GI issues or weight loss is the goal. And so we really need to be collecting some information from each of those experiences so that we can kind of build around them a plan that suits them and their needs. Folks, we're here chatting with Courtney Shand. Uh, Courtney has her own firm, CS Nutrition. Uh, uh, Courtney, let's let's talk about the D word, <laughs> diet. Um, maybe this is a simple question, but I found simple questions are are often the answers to them are often illuminating. For in your mind, what is a diet? Yeah. So a diet technically is just the way that we eat. And I remember learning that in school and that was kind of eye-opening for me because I always heard diet and assumed that it was for weight loss or for a certain goal. Mm -hmm. But technically it's really just kind of the accumulation of all the things that we eat and drink our fuel, if you will. Right. And yeah, because I think people hear diet and they think something negative uh, immediately. Right. Um, But uh, there are lots of diets around. I mean, what do you look for in a diet to know that it's a good fit for your clients mm-hmm. or a particular client? Yeah. So there's lots of research and this is where I can really pull from the research that I've learned. Um, there's a lot of research in, um, you know, longevity type um studies, people that live to be a hundred plus kind of the habits that they have. There's a ton of information, uh, things like the Mediterranean diet and the DASH diet always rank, you know, between number one, and number two, Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of healthful diets. What I actually look for with clients is the same thing that I would look for, um, for someone that's going on a date of how do you feel? How, you know, what is your experience like in this interaction? Um, are you getting the energy that you need from your diet? Is it causing you to uh, kind of have that lurching, kind of leaning forward, obsessing quality? If you're, you know, putting too much mental effort into it, that's something that we would need to look at uh, because I don't want for them to be afraid of uh, what they eat or give their food kind of too much clout and power um, in their day. So it's it's kind of twofold of are you physically feeling better on this type of eating pattern? Are there any foods that are causing some upset for you that we need to kind of clean out and mentally and kind of emotionally, is it um, helping you use your body in a way that you get to show up the way that you want in the rest of your life? So how much of success with a particular diet plan, maybe what are the elements of success uh, in, in a, the, uh, a particular diet plan. I mean, what, what, what do you need to bring to be successful? Yeah. As far as, uh, the types of foods or what does the person need to do? Well, to just apply? the outcome of that diet. I mean, you know, most people are looking to lose weight mm-hmm. or feel better, mm-hmm. but, but what, what do I need to bring myself in terms of my personal qualities to a diet to yeah. be successful with that diet? Yeah, that's a really cool question. Um, so this is where, uh, I actually really love working with people who have lots of experience with different diets. There's kind of a different, um, mindset that they have, and it's a really easy shift for them because they actually have a lot of knowledge. And that's where I think they don't understand the power that they're bringing to the table when it comes to the diet industry, because they're usually pretty tenacious and pretty persistent 
This is something that's clearly important to them. And once we can start to unpack the things that they have learned, they start to see it as their biggest asset um, in terms of letting go of extra weight. I, I have found, or my kind of personal belief is that our, our body is on our team, or that's kind of the, you know, quote unquote marriage that I'm trying to um, help people heal and have a thriving dynamic relationship with. And so when we can start to uh, use the knowledge that you bring, whether it's, you know, just objective, um, you know, this works, this doesn't work, or this part of it worked and this part of it didn't work, we can start to uh, create a more colorful um, picture for you to, to start to lay out. And, and typically when we're able to tune into our experience in that way, we feel more supported and secure, uh, which naturally will allow the weight to let go because we want to create a calorie deficit. I'm not going to say that we're you know never going to create a calorie deficit, but it doesn't have to be overly restrictive to, um, to get that. And so I think a lot of times that's the experience that people bring is this real discipline and determination. Um, and they're looking for the approach that's going to be sustainable for them long-term. Courtney, what do you see as the biggest missing piece for people who are trying to lose weight? Yeah. So the, the piece that for most of my clients is missing is actually that we have to do a little bit of that inner shifting. So it's that integration piece that I keep talking about that's Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times missing. And this is where I talk about it kind of like a pile of clothes. Um, You know, if you're looking for a certain outfit for a party and you go to the store and you're trying on, you know, different outfits, if you're not taking into account, like I liked this part of the fit, I want for it to fit this way. um, You know, you're just going to end up with a pile of clothes in the floor. But if you've been trying on each of those pieces and kind of deciding what part of it you like and what part of it is Um, not what you're looking for, then you're going to be able to zero in much more quickly to um, ultimately what you're trying to create, Uh, you know, whether that's clothes or a diet or any, any experience that you have. And so that integration piece is what I see as kind of the missing piece for a lot of people is actually turning all of that caring and nurturing uh, inward and kind of befriending their internal environment and creating a healthy dynamic and landscape inside. Sure, sure. Now, let's shift gears and talk about how you work with your clients. So uh, let's say I feel feel like I've got a problem with food. I need your help, Courtney. I want to engage with you. Talk about how that initial conversation works. Yeah. So right now, I actually have been putting a lot of um, content on Facebook um, I do have a website, CourtneyShan.com. Mm-hmm. There's some blogs on there. If that resonates with you, obviously, um, you can fill out the um, kind of template on there to reach out and connect that way. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can just find me on Facebook. I've got a Facebook page, too. It's called um, Courtney Shan's Be Nourished Group. It's really just kind of meant to have those conversations on a little deeper level that we aren't having in anywhere um, that I've seen. So. Um, that's usually what I uh, would send people to is actually to check out just some of the content on my Facebook and just read through it, see if it really kind of speaks to you um, and reach out. We can set up some time to see if it's a good fit. Right now I'm working on a um, partial self-study type program and that's really exciting. So, yeah, well, so 
I, I read your content. I decide it's a fit. We have a, a initial consultation, I guess. Uh, what what happens then in during that initial consultation? Um, how, how, how do we decide if it's a good fit? Yeah, so I'll ask a few questions kind of about your experience thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like to know, you know, what has, what have you tried? What has worked? What do you feel like the challenges are? Like, where do you feel like the missing link is for you? Um, and kind of what spoke to you about what I've been putting out? What kind of, um, you know, the missing piece that I've been uh, putting out on social media or on the website um, so that so that we can really use that again to uh, get you started moving forward. The the main question that I would uh, want to know is really, again, kind of what you, what your experience is, what you're um, bringing to the table in terms of experience and um, missing pieces so that we can see if it's, um, you know, if the piece that I'm offering is kind of what you're needing, or if I need to send you to someone that has kind of what you're looking for as well. Now, is the work you do, is it one-on-one coaching? Is it, is it group, uh, both? How, how does that work? Yeah. So like I said, I'm, I'm in the process right now of launching a, uh, kind of hybrid group, uh, not group, I'm sorry, a hybrid program. So it's, um, it's partly self-study and partly coaching. So my coaching, I do one-on-one because of the nature of the work right now. It's, um, just been more fruitful to have it be kind of high touch, more one-on-one and personalized. Uh, but I do find that I have a lot of similar conversations and that's what led me to start to create modules or some model of doing that so that you can do it on your own time. And then when we meet, we actually kind of, um, work on the things that are just specific to you. And with the, with the one-on-one coaching, I mean, how does that work? Do you, how often do you meet, uh, uh, what's the medium for that? Um, can I text you at at midnight when I'm standing in front of the freezer about ready to grab the ice cream? I mean, how, how, how how does that work? How high touch are we talking? Yeah, Yeah. that's right. (laughs) Usually my clients meet about once a week, um, especially for the first couple of weeks. I find that after about six weeks, people have actually really integrated and made a lot of shifts and they're able to do things on their own relatively quickly. Um, So I I don't find that that people are texting me at all hours of the night. I'm kind of like Lance Finley. I have some some cutoffs as far as when I'm available. So um, I'm not going to respond at 12 o'clock at night, but um, hopefully the tools that I've taught are something that you can kind of pull out of your back pocket and start to practice on your own. So that's my goal is to help people, um, you know, kind of like training wheels. We don't want to use training wheels for the rest of our lives either, um, but they are great to have as support as you're learning what that feels like so that you're not, um, you know, feeling super wobbly. And yet when you do start to feel what it feels like to ride a bike, that's something that you will never forget. That's kind of that innate uh, or kind of integrated feeling that you that you've developed. So um, I do find that after a couple weeks of working together, um, sharing the tools, and again um, doing that self study modules, you'll be able to get a lot of tools that way that you can practice on your own time. And then when we're together, we can kind of troubleshoot what what pieces you're wanting to keep and what pieces are are still challenging for you to make sure that you have all the pieces that you need to. Um, you know, kind of have that smooth sailing when it comes to taking off the training wheels. And uh, how does that, I get my relationship with food, right? How does that change my interpersonal relationships? 
Great question. Ooh, I love talking about this. So um, when it comes to health, one of the biggest challenges that I see people running into is actually either getting their partner on board. I hear a lot of people saying like, well, my partner's not wanting to lose weight, so it doesn't feel fair to, you know, deprive them or they're, um, they have a lot of concerns in the family dynamic. And it's not, I'm not going to lie when you shift or when you start to make some improvements, it does impact the people around you. Um, and so I do, that's where the relationship skills, the relationship training skills, I think can be most helpful is um, how to have the conversations with your spouse, with your family members. I do a lot of um, discussions around kind of streamlining things at home so that it's not, you know, you being a short order cook for yourself or for the rest of your family. Um, because ultimately it's something that we can all benefit from having a healthful diet. And if you're going to be the champion of the family and kind of spearhead this, um, then everybody's going to um, benefit from it or shift as well. Um, I find that when people are doing that inner work, that they tend to just feel more confident that they're actually um able to connect with their partners easier. They're, they're able to uh, show up to work differently, kind of in a bigger way. And um, this thing that's been kind of draining their energy, they get all of that energy back to, you know, show up in a bigger way in their connections to serve people more deeply to connect with their spouses more deeply, Um, their children, they're able to kind of have uh, healthier connections there too. And because I focus on relationship dynamics in general, they can take those skills and apply them to different areas of their life. Wow. Lots there, folks. Uh, If you're needing uh, to change your relationship with food and others, (laughs) um, then you may need to be in touch with Courtney. So, Courtney, we're going to get to the most important question, which is folks that want to connect with you and want to get in touch, tell them how they can do that. Yeah, absolutely. So my website is CourtneyShand.com. And that's S-C-H-A-N-D, CourtneyShand.com. You can also find me on Facebook. Uh, Like I said, I've got a free group. I'm posting content on there pretty regularly. So I do tend to keep that for women only. I do coach men as well, but I tend to have the group be more for women just because there's conversations that um, are a little bit more uh, specific to the challenges that women face. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be two of the ways that, that you can reach out. Otherwise you can always email me through my website and I try to be pretty responsive there too. Courtney Shan folks with CS nutrition, Courtney, this has been great. Thanks so much for being so with fun. us. Thanks for having me, John. I've had so much fun. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, folks, just a uh, quick reminder and a request. If you want to find our show, go to your favorite podcast app. We're on all of them. I have yet to be stumped on this. Uh, But uh, uh, find your favorite podcast app and search Nashville Business Radio. Use that as the search term, and you'll find the show. And my request uh, when you do that is to subscribe. But give us a five-star review. And I'm not asking for me. I'm not asking for our network. I'm asking for our guest, great business leaders like Courtney and others who have been on the show. We want people to find the show so they can find our guest and potentially use their services and products. So we would love it if you would do that. Give us a a great review and, and tell others about the show too as well. So for my guest, 
Courtney Shand. I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Nashville Business Radio.